What up, everyone? Welcome again to another episode from my mom's garage home theater edition, where we take a movie or TV show and give it back to you full of spoilers, thoughts, concerns, and a rating at the end. As always, this is our boy. This is your boy Tony with my boy Nikki. Hello, my movie goers. How's everybody doing? Yes, yes, yes. So we're on our road of the Oscar Best Picture Oscar movie list, and this week's picture movie was Coda. Yes, C O D A, which stands for I believe it's Children of Deaf Adults. Yes, sir. All right. So just to give you a little brief synopsis on this movie, <clears throat> it's a. Uh, its main person is Ruby. Ruby is the only person in her family that has the ability to hear. Uh, she, her mother, her father, and her brother are all deaf, and um, <clears throat> they tend to rely on her a lot for uh, community, like basically interacting with a lot of the outside world. Um, so, found, you know, she comes to find out that she has a talent, and. So it gets to be conflict with her family because of how the dynamic is with the family. So it's, it's it was an interesting movie. Just like you know, I find movies that are interesting based on the, like the brief synopsis. Like they sound like they're intriguing. So this one's definitely intriguing based on the synopsis, but definitely the movie itself it was not a uh, letdown. It actually lived up to it in such a big way. Um, so just to kind of get into it. So Ruby's uh, family is fishermen. Uh, her and her father and her brother are all like, generational fishermen. Yeah, generational fishermen. So like the father, the father's father, and the father's father. You know. Yeah, his so great all, grandpappy. Yeah, they're all fishermen. So yes. So that's what she has to literally deal with, as far as having to wake up every morning at three in the morning to go fishing, to then go straight to school sometimes without even taking a shower. It's like smelling like fish. Um. <laughs> And obviously in school, she has a weird dynamic because everybody just seems like she always feels like everybody's making fun of her because they've always looked for reasons to make fun of her, like, I guess, because obviously she comes from a family of, of deaf people. Yeah. And that's obviously this little town. So the people tend to kind of focus on the, thing, the things that make you different. So she said that when she first got to school that she would talk different. And I'd realized, I mean, that's, that's interesting just because, you know, she... She obviously didn't have anybody to interact with to let her know to correct anything that she might have because her family's not going to be able to hear those uh, the details of how she say how she says things. Yes. So, um, so going to the story. So she basically at first, you know, she's like doing this job with her family. She does the negotiating for the fish that they sell, and she does like like I said, she does a lot of the interacting for them. So she, she was she was their designated interpreter, pretty yes. much. Since she was a kid. Um, and then it keeps on going. Apparently she, she, uh, she, I don't know if she started because she was interested in it or she, because she saw a boy that she liked. So she, she decided to join the chorus. What I loved about the scene where she, where she uh, tried to apply for chorus was obviously at first she was scared off and she ran off. But uh, later on she came back to the teacher and I loved it because in my head I'm like, the guy, the, the teacher asked her, which, the teacher was played by a phenomenal. And Eugenio, what's his last name? Uh, the Burrs? The Bates? Yeah, which, Bates? I mean, not for a lot of people, but for like someone like me and Tony, growing up with our, you know, Spanish TV and Spanish, like, skit the comedy. <laughs> well, not even the but skit comedies. Yeah. Right? He was huge in my household. Like, you know, so when I see him in American movies, and I feel like other people probably see him as like this new actor or whatever, 
and I know basically how legendary he is amongst the different community. It's amazing to see him in like American movies. Um, so continue the story. So when he when when he approached her, when she approached him about coming back to try to audition, he just asked her like, "Were you just embarrassed to sing in front of other people?" Like, cause, like in his mind, he's like, "Are you just shy to be in front of people?" He goes, and she said something that really kind of felt I felt it because she basically told him she she just doesn't know if she's good. Like she's never sang in front of anybody who can actually give her an honest opinion of how she can sing. Like, yeah, actual honest. Critique. No, because think about it. Every one of those kids probably told that told by the parents. Oh my god, you got a good voice, or something in the family. And like, I had them sing to them when they were kids. Yeah. So for her, she literally has no idea. That's crazy. That was it. Was a, it was? But a, yeah, no, I understand. It was a beautiful movie. This. All right. So so let's set it off. Um. The things I loved about this one, and, and you know what's crazy about it, is that I loved, the person that stole the show from me was the dad. Yeah. He stole the show, but <laughs> I love the interactions, the relationships that each one of them had with each other in their own micro uh, relationships. They were not just, they were they were very um, open so, characters. They, were very, they had layers very to them. Dynamic characters, yeah. Yes. and 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 that's the greatest thing about it is that even though the story is told following Ruby's story, the moments that you see, the other moments that you see apart from it with her brother, her dad, her mother, they're so dynamic. You you kind of like understand where they're coming from. And is that even through exposition is like how they feel. Like they tell a story about what's going on and how they're feeling. And you kind of put your, you, you empathize with them or you sympathize with them in that situation. But the thing I love is I love the relationship between the mom and the dad. They have like this crazy I like in love, like childhood <laughs> love. Like they're still in the honeymoon phase to this point because there's a scene that uh, the 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 dad was like trying to tell the doctor he has like his balls were on fire and itching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the doctor goes, "Oh, he has he has a jock itch, yeah, and that could be transmitted through intercourse." So he was like, "You have to uh, abstain from having sex for two weeks." He goes, "Have you? Can you? Can you look at my wife? She's hot. I can't keep my eyes off my hands off of her." <laughs> like, <laughs> no, the father is like the way he is is so funny and so like vibrant and so just crude. Uh, it had me rolling the whole time. Every time he would say something, because he just didn't care. Like, he just, yeah, like he just looked around like I don't know. And the uh, fact that he loved gangster rap just because of the bass and the treble <laughs> with it, I was like, "Yo, you, you, you got, yeah, I love this character." Um, but I, I and I love the father. The father was interesting. The mother had her own thing, but the the brother, the one that got me, like as far as aside from the main character, was the brother. The br- oh yeah, because at first I thought that he would get mad. Like oh, he always used to get mad at you know at Ruby or the family how they would treat her, and I thought it was kind of like a big brother thing where it's like oh you know. I want my little, I want my little sister to succeed on her own, or you know she has her own thing, and, and it kind of was that, but it wasn't also like it was very, it, you know, at first you thought it was very selfless, yeah. But it's, there's layers to it. It's not just a little self selfless. It's selfish, because yeah. you know, and I liked about him is that because that's not unlike his father and his mother, he wants to interact with the world. He wants to like. Go have beer with the guys. He wants to, yeah, negotiate for prices. Like he and I get that feeling because I, you know, I've had my situation sometimes where I feel like maybe people might coddle me too much. 
yeah. when I was growing up. You know, something like that. Like, and you, you know, you don't feel like you don't feel like you're gonna grow. You don't feel like you're gonna proceed. You don't feel like you're gonna develop into anything. As far as people keep on treating you like you're not able to do, yeah, because throughout and this portrayed even towards this is closer to the, like midway to the end of the movie that he expresses that that he wishes that she was never born because if she because she did and she was hearing enabled, they coddled him a lot because now they ha- they put all the pressure on Ruby to translate to uh, to interpret everything, so he was never able to branch out and put his foot out there and develop relationships with other people on on a deeper level or even do more than what he's able to do. And I think that's that was the, the premise of the movie too. <clears throat> is like it wasn't just that they loved each other and they kinda put so much pressure on the daughter. It was just kind of like think about it, because they're they're adults. They're full grown adults. Um they've lived a lifetime before they, they, they had her. Yeah. And I'm thinking that basically ever since they had her it just became Easier. easy. And then they started to just kind of cut themselves off from everything else because this was easy. Because in my head, I'm like, there's got to be a lot of deaf. There's got to, like my family, I have I have a cousin of mine who's deaf. Even her husband, I believe, is, is either fully or partially deaf. Mm-hmm. And they, they're, they're, their child's going to be in the same situation. Um, yeah, but they, even... But they, I, would they say, inter- I would say mm-hmm. even us growing up, in some extent, because my parents used to not speak English, we had aunts that... Or uncles, or even my parents, when they start started, like my dad, they'd be like, they'll talk to him, or they'll talk to me, and I had to translate it to him at small parts and moments. He didn't even ask. They'd be like, oh, I need you to call the phone company for me because I need you to translate because they don't have a Like, we've been in that situation yeah, that that they, it was a hindrance for them because it's, it's a handicap that nobody at the other end was able to communicate with them. So we had to step in as their interpreter. And well, and it's beautiful because the, the brother said something also to that degree, which was, that do you th- something about being foolish? Like, I guess it's not that they could not communicate with the world or they couldn't interact with the world. It's just that they think that they were foolish to ask that from people. Yeah, to ask people to give a little bit more to be able to communicate. Like, yeah, they thought it was they thought it was asking too much. Or they thought it was being foolish for asking so much. I think he mentioned something yeah. like that in his argument, and it's true. Some people might have to make an extra effort, but you know something? You think about like th- these people. And obviously, we can read everything they said, and we can see how they interact and how funny they are, how charming they are. Dude, I want to know. I want to know what they're saying. I want to interact with them. Yeah. And it's just, and there's always a way to interact, and especially look at look at um <laughs> the scene with the the brother and the sister's best friend. Oh, that was funny. Uh, just because uh, it was just funny because she was just so adamant about like wanting wanting him, whatever. Yeah. And I love how she's like, how do you say he's hot? Or, or yeah, that I find him sexy. Yeah, <laughs> and just <laughs> she goes, "Why did your friend just tell me she had her piece?" Yeah, so she, she so <laughs> tell the scene that she she leaves her friends, goes downstairs. Her brother's watching TV, so she does all this like movements, trying like point at him and then point at her, and like she. No, but she actually the thing is, her sister actually the, the the sister actually told her what to say. Yeah, and I guess in the movement. It seemed like it would be correct. I mean, you don't know. Yeah. So, like, she doesn't know because she doesn't design. So, she did the whole movement and thought that she was literally telling this guy how sexy he was. And he goes, Yeah, why did you just tell me she got herpes? Oh, man. <laughs> and I even like that the, the relationship between the, even the relationship between the parents and Ruby, but also the Ruby and her brother, even though that it comes out later that he'd had some type of resentment towards her. 
being that she was the the go-to person for any situations regardless regardless of what's going on because they needed a hearing able person but even when they say goodbye to each other they're like oh later monkey nuts or later like in sign language yeah like they were they, like they, he would try to find new ways to insult her through sign yeah yeah or through name calling and yeah. i was like that's funny that's that's playful because you know that they're not taking each other seriously but they love you you love each other enough to fuck around like that but it's it's that and then we have um even I think I, I, I'm trying to explain. So this movie made me cry. I'm just, I'm gonna oh, tell yeah. you. There, is, there were several moments that made me cry, or one made me kind of like tear up a little bit, or just very like got my eyes watery. Um, that scene was uh, when Ruby was telling her parents that that she's not gonna go on the boat anymore, and. Uh, she was saying this is when she was explaining she was like I've been an interpreter for so long and I'm exhausted mm-hmm. and that hit me a little bit that hit me because there there was a moment in my life that I had a, a family member that uh, was going through some things and um, they're the, they were the type that you you always have to be positive around them or like you always have to be aware because um, they they I don't know if they would switch mentally or their emotions will like, switch on a flip on a dime. So you always had to work extra hard to make sure everything was okay around them, not to let them get triggered like that. And I did that for a while and it became exhausting. So I'm like, that's me just dealing it was dealing it for like maybe a year or two. She was dealing it with it with that since she was like able to talk. So like four or five to 17, so like almost like 12 years of her life. She was the the universal interpreter or the go to interpreter mm-hmm. for that. That was my one. But the the next two scenes, I don't know. Do you want to? I, I think we might have the same one. Well, there's one scene that I mean, it just it it, it wasn't. I teared up. I I literally cried. Like like full on emotionally got invested. Like it, it really tore me apart because it was it was beautiful. I've never you know in my head I was like man I, I can't you know it's this. You know, one thing, I mean, like, I, I, I feel like sometimes I, I try to empathize a lot. And I'm like, that's why I love movies, because it helps me empathize a lot more with certain situations. Yes. But the the bridge that they were trying to cross in communicating was so strong. And, and when it, like when they finally did it, it really just hit me. I, I felt it. I felt like... Which well, scene was this? It was a scene where the father asked about the song, and... Oh. <clears throat> his father asked about the song and then he goes I need you to sing it to me and then she started to sing it and then he's here trying to connect to how like how she's singing and who she is and like you know all the stuff yeah. and then he puts her, his hand on her throat so you feel the vibration and, and then and the, finally the connected yeah and and felt her heart and felt like oh, I'm getting emotional as we speak well, now because it, it was <laughs> This girl who's trying to portray this love that she has to her family, and it's so difficult for them to understand it or, or grasp it because yeah. they can't hear it. And this one scene was the one where she one is desperately trying to show it to him, yeah, and he's desperately trying to connect and, to it, yeah. And I think that was the one scene where they finally fully connected, and it really like hit me because oh I'm like, yeah, I'm just thinking to myself like, what about if I had was in that same situation? What about if I had a child and and we're desperate to communicate or to connect, and we finally figured out a way to do it. Yeah. So that scene was just, 
And that, yeah, and that's, and, and. That just blew my mind, man. Uh, whoever wrote, like, the, the, whoever, the, I guess the person director, Sian, was a writer, too. She wrote, he or she, I don't know if that's yeah. a male or female. They wrote it and directed it. Yeah. But that teen was, that one was made me ball. Yeah. That one broke me. That was like one of the two that broke. Other than the, there's a final scene that she she sings and and she does through sign language and and now her whole family got to see what she's saying through sign and even the song itself is an expression of how she feels and everything else with it. But that scene with her dad, because this is moment. There's this like very nuanced moments in it that he's like he, first he you see her you see him touch her throat and then you see him like grasp it and then there's this moment right after that he takes his breath like the the silence of like like this he's taking in breaths he's just breathing this in to like expand this moment of where he's at and just feeling everything and his face and his and he's like you see what after that sigh that comes out you see like this relief this like i feel what you're singing i feel everything that you're going through through the power of her voice and everything else because he, like he said earlier like he loves uh, uh, the heavy bass from uh, rap music gangster rap which is funny but um just that moment that like if if anything else was outside of it that didn't matter you like you were in there with them and i love the shot that it wasn't out, uh, like expanded out was so tight that it was very intimate, that you felt like you were there with them watching the you were watching it, but you were experiencing this moment of a connection that something that she loves that her dad will never understand or grasp or you be able to communicate appreciate or understand um like um be able to any other show that she does won't be able to he- feel the intensity of what she's singing with until he touches her throat and feels that through the vibrations of everything she's putting into it. No, but I, that's something I loved about it too. Is I thought about it, I'm like, the vibrations are probably amazing for him to feel that. But the one scene, that same scene where he would put her hand on, he put his, <clears throat> he put his hand on her heart. That can that really that that was one that drew me over the top because in my head I'm like, he's not just feeling if she's talented, in that scene he's feeling that she's passionate. Yeah, everything. Because that's what that's what it matters. Because that's what I loved about it. He, they're in a very they're in a very interesting place as far as parents are concerned. Because it's like they're never going to understand what their their kids their kid is into because they can never appreciate it. Which yeah. I'm sure a lot, actually I'm sure a lot of parents have that, especially now. Yeah. But all you have, like all the, all the only thing that he really needs to know, and that's what he figured out in that moment was how much do you love it? Yeah. Because, I mean, at that moment, you think about it, because, I mean, like, we always want, you know, obviously everybody everybody wants the best for their kids. Everybody wants their kids to succeed, you know, whatever. But to find an absolute love, an absolute passion that, that, that brings them joy just to be able to do it, regardless if it brings them money, but if it brings them, like, un- like just Happiness. unrequited love, unrequited, like, just joy can do yeah. it. Like, why wouldn't you want that for your kid? Yeah. So, but, um, so yeah, that was my, that was my favorite scene. Um, yeah. Another scene that I d- did mm. enjoy and it, it, it drove a lot of the dynamics between her and her mother was, um, when the mom came to her and told her, like, the reason why she's so reluctant for her or she was always resistant of anything that was 
listening abled around the house. Like when she would listen to music, she's like, "Why are you listening to music? That's nothing that we could share together." And instead of the boy, the brother had like a Tinder. He was like, "That's everybody. All the whole family's like sharing with us because we could see it, we see what's happening." So she's like, "You're you're I, I, you, she feels like." And we came across at first. She's like, maybe she doesn't like her. She feels alienated because of it. But in reality, it was, I guess, a little bit of that. But also was that she had a relationship. Her She had a strained relationship with her mother due to the fact that they had a lack of communication because that she was deaf and her mom wasn't. And she felt like if if that was a rift, that could have caused a rift between oh, you, her and her mother. You're talking about this, the part where she asked, where the mother, or she asked the mother, she goes... You wish I was deaf. And the mother actually did say, yeah, she did. Yeah. And it, that's hard to hear, but I like what she said. Like you said, I like what she said to kind of combat it, which is that what she said, which is she was so deathly afraid that she was not going to be able to connect with her, connect with her because, because of that, a huge gap. Yeah. And obviously music probably reminds her of that all the time. Yeah. And that's that, that I can see that that sucks. It's like, I mean, and, and that's one thing. I mean, we don't always have to find. We don't always have to communicate with everything. We don't always have to understand everything there. We, you know, but but the, the, but there is a difference between communication and connecting. No, I know. I can't. Maybe I can't communicate the way that I'm like I'm feeling about music, but I could show you how much I connect with her. I could connect with you on something else that uh, that comes to derive from through music or some or whatever subject it is. And I think that's what it is that the mom felt that. That being that she's going to be a listening able person, that is going to almost like a cycle is going to repeat itself, and she's going to lose this connection with her daughter. As long as she's able to keep her as somewhat close to her, like she needs her, she will always have a connection with her. And the daughter, and it came across that it didn't. She's grown. She she still loves her mother. And she still has like this great relationship. And that's something that's like, if throughout this whole movie was like, even though they're having going through this internal struggle and, and 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 this this moment in their in their family dynamics that everybody's uh, the family's going a different direction than she is nobody i never came across they were ever disrespecting each other they voiced their opinion they probably got angry but they never went to the point that you like damn that's disrespectful even with the mom saying that she's like she had a valid point because she explained why yeah. the reasoning behind it the brother too is like the brother said i wish it was never born but he had a reason behind it because he, he explained to yeah. that he was always he felt like the fourth wheel or somebody outside that has to be coddled throughout the whole time because of she was she was the only one able to be stepped up to that point that she was the communicator for the whole family. Well, um, <clears throat> the um, the one part, it's not my favorite quote, but we'll get into that in a minute. Yeah. But it was one thing I loved, which was because, I mean, I, she loves her family. She does. But the part where the guy that she likes um, expressed how he felt about them, I thought that was such a left field thing where it's like she did not expect that and she probably never would have ever guessed, guessed that anybody else outside. So the part where um, he he basically goes, I wish my family was like you. It's like, what? Mm-hmm. Like he was so, like, like your parents, like, were going around like teenagers, like they're still in love with each other. You're, you're, you have your homes like my home is disgusting. Goes, no, you no sorry. Your like your house. Your house is like oh my house is disgusting. And she goes. He goes no. You have a home. You have a home. Like and I love that part because it's like yeah with all the issues they do have, but 
the one thing that he put in perspective for her is that the house is full of love. Yeah. And regardless of like all the crap that they have to do with all the crap that they're dealing with at the moment, like he was basically, he was this guy that she probably thinks is like perfect, but whatever. She's trying to tell him, no, my house has issues. My, my home has issues. Your house is how I perceive perfection or how I perceive it to be nice. Uh, yeah, to be a, a, a wonderful home. A wonderful and the thing is, that's why like, she's so like, and, that's, and we get that a lot. Sometimes we get into, we get into our own little situations and we don't, always see the perspective of other people because yeah. even singing, like you think about it, right? Like she was singing because she loved it because it brought her joy. And even him, he was like, I'm singing because this is what it's expected of me. Yeah. You see it on the both sides of the spectrum. Both yeah, sides it's of like, the, you know, he's a coin. So it's like, and I love that part because it really showed you like, listen, like I wanted her to see that she needed to see for herself. That family is, she has a beautiful, loving family. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But, um, is there any scenes want to you want to share before we get into quotes? No, I think I shared all my scenes. Um, so I have two quotes. I mean, I'm not going to be specific because I didn't get to write it down. But I, and most of it, it, it was never really said it was signed. Most yeah, of mine's too. Yeah, by one, my one. Okay, I have so one. So I let you. I'll go first because I know you. I go first, that. and then you go second, and I go third. How's that? All right, go. Okay, so my first one was kind of a one-off, like really quick throw it out. Yeah. Which was, I liked it because it really, it, it kind of shut down the argument between the, the father and the mother. And I felt that it was, it was impactful. Mm-hmm. And when they were talking about, like, after she said that she wants to go to school, she was, well, my baby's leaving school. It's like, she's not your baby. And then he goes, she never was a baby. Yeah. And I'm like. She just stayed quiet, but I'm like, wow, that's yeah. impactful she, because she, this, she grew up, she, grew she had up, to grow, grew up faster, faster than, than everybody else in around her. Because she had to do that, and that's and it's true throughout the movie. Because think about it, like when the teacher is telling her, "Hey, you're wasting my time," I'm sure he doesn't know the details of her life, but in, my, in his mind, he probably was thinking that she's out there, you know, just chilling, hanging out, finding boys, doing this, doing different Teenage things. things. Yeah, but not realizing, yo, know, she her family is depending on her to run the business for them to a certain degree, and then school and all these other things, and and like it, the pressure that she has is beyond. It's almost like. Worse than Encanto. Like, that <laughs> kind of pressure, like, that you probably puts on you is, like... Because even, like, even when they but called that, her out... Yeah. When they called her out um, after what happened on the boat when she was on it, like, it's your fault. And she's, like... She just went on, like, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's my fault. Yeah. Like, you're just automatically going to put this on me. Like, it's my fault. I'm your... You know, like... And so she's the daughter. She's not, like... She just didn't... She just had wanted to go be with the boy she likes. And it's her fault that... All that happened? No, like that's because they didn't plan for a better situation. They didn't try to for, uh, have an alternative, just in case if that came into place. Like they just put the, so much pressure on her without trying to find other ways to do things. Yep. Um. Okay, so go ahead. What's your mine's? Uh, is from Frank, the dad. He is fucking amazing. <laughs> and my favorite quote, and it was a dad joke, which is the best part of it. Yeah. He goes, why, uh, you know why God made farts smell? <laughs> yeah. So deaf people could enjoy them too. That was going to be my, that was gonna I be my. fucking died <laughs> when I, when I read that. I fucking died. Oh my God. Yo, for real. I was like, yo, this, um. it was like, it, I, I love dad jokes, but then a dad joke that from a, a dad that's deaf and it's it related to 
for deaf people. <laughs> I was like, yo, that's layer upon layer of a fucking dad joke that was amazing. So and I'm all the fucking about that. <laughs> I, I was actually gonna be my one, and then I literally, but when I heard it, it was gonna be okay. I'm gonna remember that one because I'll go back to that. Yeah. But then I heard other ones that it's my favorite mostly because it kind of synopsis them. It kind of just it, it basically tells you the movie in a heartbeat, right? Yeah. So my actual favorite, favorite, favorite one, and the reason I said I liked this because it basically bottles up the movie in one single shot, in yes. a sense, right? Um. The part where she tells her mom that she was in the chorus, and her mom, <gasps> that reaction, I was like, that that really hurt. That like that hurt me. <laughs> I'm not even in there, but I, like I realized that where she goes, what happened? oh my god, and that was I was about to say this one, but I, I already I already know where you're going. Yeah, so she tells her mom that she's in the chorus, and her mom's reaction is, so if I was blind, would you have gone into painting? Like, and I love it. Really hit me because I'm like, it really like. And I guess that's the way the family saw that at the moment. I mean, they were loving, great, beautiful family, but they really just saw it as like kind of an insult that she would share something that she can't share. Like she would do something or love, you know, that she can't share with her family. Yeah. And like, it's not always about you. Like she told her that that's the first yeah. thing she told. It's not always about you. But when she said that, I was like, damn, like that, that's yeah. fucked up. Like that's messed up. Now that one, that one, that one hit in the gut one. That actually did. And that was my kind of my like, second quote. Yeah, <laughs> and it's funny that you said it, but yeah, that. Was, but the, and going deeper into that, I understand why she said that, and you explained the why is because you go. She's doing something that she can't share, and it's because the mom wants to connect with her. Well, yeah, like you said, the fear of her Losing loving connect- something that they can't connect to. Yeah, and then that's what her mom fears, and and that's why she said, and, and there wasn't even, and I guess she wasn't coming from a place of anger. But just a a place of worry, a place of like yeah. the possibility of that this could possibly happen because she wasn't able to connect with her mother for something that her probably her mom liked could be be music possibly, but oh, but yeah, this movie by far is Oscar worthy. It's I think so far it's I, a beautiful I, movie. I, it's just I, a beautiful movie I, that makes I, you feel yes. special inside. Oh man. <laughs> So, uh-huh. how many Nicky? Let's get into these Nickies now with this one. I'll let you go first. How many Nickies? I have do you no give? complaints. I have nothing that I want from it. I, I think it's perfect. So, you know what that means. Cinco Nickies. <laughs> Five Nickies from both of us. I agree with you on that one. I couldn't get any, I couldn't give it not, not even less than like a four. Even if I came and go to 4.5, because this movie, there was, there was very. There was no fault. There was no thing I could, like all oh, the cinematics or the pacing or the conversation or how it was shot. Nothing. There was everything was intended how it was, and it was just a simple story about a family dynamic that got ruffled because of things that happened and choices and everything else. It was, it was, it was a beautiful movie. Yes, so we have five Nikki's for Coda. You can find it on Apple TV. Next week, we'll be reviewing West Side Story by Steven Spielberg that is right now out on Disney+. Plus. So if you guys want to go check it out before you hear to our review next week, again, that is West Side Story, a Broadway musical, and was it a 1950s movie also as well? Or yeah, 60? I watched it when I was in school. 
You were in school in the 1950s? No, I'm saying watching it as a plastic. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to the latest episodes from my mom's garage home theater edition. As always, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at From My Mom's Garage or email us at fmmgpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts, concerns, questions, or even a movie you want us to review. As always, tell a friend, send a friend, bring a friend. See you next week, guys.